right, Leadheads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast, because there is no other Talking Lead Podcast. This is the only one, Bill Hampstead. That's right, it is. Don't look at me that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, on the heels of our episode 317, this is 318, Uh, 317, 316 was FLEOA. Uh, the 25th biennial FLEOA National Conference, which Bill and I were at. And also our other guest that we have with us today was there, Mr. Chris Brooks from Buck Knives. Welcome to Chris. Hey, hey Leadheads, how y'all doing? So we didn't get an opportunity to have Chris on uh, during the conference because he was just slam-jammed busy, believe it or not. Non-stop. Sold a ton of knives. They had those commemorative um, Spitfires. Yes, sir. The uh, Blue Line Spitfires, uh, which I was lucky enough to get one. So thank you for holding one back for me. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Happy to do it. And understand uh, Bill snagged four or five of Several. Yeah. Uh, Six, actually. Oh, look at you go. Very nice. Yeah, had to. Had to. But uh, we wrapped all those interviews up. Uh, last episode with Mission First Tactical, Geisley Automatics, and Medicine in Bad Places. So make sure you guys go back, listen to that episode, because there are some awesome discount codes that uh, Medicine in Bad Places threw out there for you guys. You buy one of their iFacts, and this is unheard of, they will replace any piece of that kit that you use. In that IFAC for the for as long as you own the IFAC, I guess. I mean, he didn't really say there was a limit on it. So, in addition to the discount, huh, that's cool, man. Is that not cool? It's amazing. That's really cool. So, the voice you're hearing right now is uh, our very special guest that we're going to be having, and uh, the reason for this episode, we've got Jeremy with Black Collar Arms. Jeremy, welcome in. Hey. Yeah, thanks. How's it going? Sorry, I just kind of I was supposed to keep quiet while you do your intro, but no, that, man. I've never heard of anyone doing that. That is kind of neat. No, no. You it, you speak up whenever you want to. That's the the whole purpose of this show. So we were going to get around awesome. to introducing thanks you not- eventually. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, Black Collar Arms. I don't know if you guys have heard about them or not. Uh, it was kind of kind of weird how I heard about you guys. I was going through some of my spam email and uh, <laughs> I saw this thing called a pork sword. And I'm like, oh no, what is this? I'm intrigued. So, <laughs> so I clicked what on it. I've been browsing. <laughs> right? So I clicked on it and started reading about it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you've got little children in the room, it's okay. You can leave them in the room. It's, it's not that kind of pork sword. So, <laughs> so guys, welcome in. We got a crew. Got a crew for 318. I love it. I do. Uh, and also last episode, we gave away the silencer from Dooley Defense. And congratulations to Katie. Katie uh, won herself that silencer. Uh, but we appreciate all you leadheads for taking part in that giveaway. And we've only got a few items left. We've got a $75 Glock uh, gift code for their web store that we're going to give away. We've got some X-Steel Target gongs. And, of course, the biggie, we've got the CP33 from Keltec. Wow! And I was talking with Chad today, 
and we're going to get together and we're going to come up with something fun, something cool that you guys are going to have to do to participate to win that CP33. Uh, but we will be giving you uh, instructions on how to win that Glock gift card this episode. So stay tuned for that. So, guys, what have you been doing? Um, uh, hunting season started, bow hunting season started here in Tennessee. So I was setting up the tree stand this past weekend uh, with my good buddy Daniel. You know Dan? Yes, sir. Bill? Good dude. Yeah, he's a big hunter, and uh, he's kind of my sponsored hunter. So uh, we're going to see some some pictures from Dan and myself out hunting this season. And hopefully that's going to start this weekend, looking to get out there. What about you guys? What have you been up to? I know Brooks, he's been traveling a shit ton. That's right. I'm down in Arkansas right now, living the dream. Arkansas. What show's going on in Arkansas? We have the Mr. Crappie Expo going on right now. <laughs> Mr. Crappie Expo. That's right. Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like, too. Okay. so It is like... World headquarters for crappie fishing down here. Nice. Are you going to do some fishing while you're down there? No, I wish I was, but no, this is just work. Just working. Selling those knives. That's uh, right. Which you guys, speaking of hunting and things that rhyme, you guys just came out with that pursuit line of hunting knives. Or buck knives. That's right. Yeah, the new pursuits. And then we're coming out with another line of pursuits called the Pursuit Pro, which will be using an S30V steel. What? Yeah, yeah. Slight upgrade to the the just the pursuits that we came out with in uh, August. Wow, I mean, people can't keep up. <laughs> oh, that's the way we like it. You just keep them on their toes. That's right. Very cool. Well, I know that we're going to be using uh, buck knives uh, during deer season this year, so we'll be getting some pictures of those as we're skinning those deer. Might get some right. turkey too, because turkey season's open also. Wow, nice. I was I was contacted by EAA um, the other day. They're sending me one of their shotgun, 12-gauge shotguns. It's called the Gobbler. Have you heard of that one, Jeremy? No, I haven't seen that one. I, I take it it's a turkey gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a shotgun, 12, 12-gauge shotgun. Uh, it, it's supposedly uh, you know tuned for turkey hunting. So hmm. we, shall right. see, we shall see. Three-inch three inch magnum and... <laughs> Big old chokes. <laughs> I'm going to find out what all. Uh, hopefully, it'll be here uh, soon before we go on our first hunt. But um, cool. we're going to talk about uh, you know hunting with this pork sword, this this mysterious pork sword, also, and, and different things that that you can do with it. Before we get into that, I hear that jack wagon train rolling in. Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. Okay, so the train has stationed, and we've got a pretty big load of jack wagons to take care of this week. And we are going to default to our guest, as usual. And who wants to go first? Chris, Bill, Jeremy? Jeremy, you go first. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah, mine's from a couple months ago, actually. I thought this was uh, had to be gun-related, so I was like, what happened gun-related? <laughs> and this guy, uh, I crack up like every week about this guy. So 13-time um, felon. He had a gun in his pocket. It went off, quote-unquote, um, shot himself. 
through the testicles what? into his thigh. So <laughs> oh. he's not supposed to have a gun. He's a felon. He just shot himself literally through in the balls. Um, he asked his girlfriend, like, take me to the hospital. But on the way to the hospital, stop at my friend's house so I can drop the gun off, right? Because I can't have one. Right. So goes to the hospital. They put him in surgery. And this is in Washington State, by the way, um, where I'm from. So he's in surgery, and a uh, baggie, like a balloon of marijuana, falls out of his oh, anus yeah. out of the, <laughs> during surgery. Oh, so, yeah. oh. He's smuggling marijuana in his bum. and He's know, worried about the it, gun. It's, <laughs> it's not it's the marijuana that's in, in his ass. Washington to have marijuana. So I, I don't know. But that, that's just on every level. It's ridiculous. And again, 13 time felon. And this guy was I think he was in his young 20s. Um, yeah, we talked about that a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't I didn't know all those details about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So he's worried about the gun uh, felony, but he, you know, he's not too concerned about the drugs that are up his ass. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know why hospital. he hid them up his ass anyway. Like, I'm sure as a felon, he probably can't have them, but it's legal in Washington State. So I don't know why he filled a balloon with pot and shoved it up his butt. But, Who I mean, knows? we've all been there, obviously. <laughs> he so. probably just forgot it was there. He probably did it back when it was illegal, and he just forgot <laughs> it was there. <laughs> it's yeah, been, the last two years. It's been hanging uh, around up there for two years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what to say? He, he was 27, so he's 27 years old, and he has been convicted of 13 felonies. Oh my gosh. So pretty, at least his like worth act work ethic is pretty good. Cause that, that is aggressive. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So yeah, that guy, uh, he's still on the Jack wagon train. Oh, for sure. He's <laughs> sitting on a ice cold donut. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes from, uh, Leadhead Kenneth. And, uh, it's, Fox News 12 Oregon is the story I'm going to be reading it from. Vietnam vet found covered with ant bites before dying at VA nursing home, family says. Says uh, an Air Force veteran who served in Vietnam was bitten more than 100 times by ants at a government veteran's home where his room was full of insects, according to his family. And I'm not going to read names. So this gentleman died uh, Saturday at Eagles Nest Community Living Center in Atlanta, uh, at the VA Medical Center there in Atlanta. Uh, says she's not upset with the VA over the ants, but wants her father's story to prompt change. I mean, I would be mad as hell if something like this happened. I don't, I don't know why she's not upset with him. Uh, says maybe this can move the needle to uh, and improve the process. She said the VA is busy; they have a lot of patients and huge needs they have to address, which you know is not untrue. You know, I'm sure they are extremely understaffed, and the people that they have staffed probably aren't the most capable. Unfortunately, uh, the Atlanta VA healthcare system said it always strives to pr- uh, provide veterans with the very best health care available. When we don't meet that standard, we hold ourselves accountable. That's why we have initiated a top-to-bottom review of this situation, uh, blah, blah, blah. It says they apologize to the, the family, and they've taken immediate action to correct this issue. Uh, <laughs> I mean, apologies usually don't get it in situations like this, so I'm very shocked that there's not some sort of a lawsuit or something like that going on here. Uh, so what happened was 
she said, they told her we thought Mr. His name is Marable was dead. We didn't know what had happened. Everyone jumped in, grabbed him, made sure we did whatever we could to get the ants off of him. The 73-year-old uh, Vietnam veteran had a feeding tube, was weak from cancer, and his ability to talk was limited. He was still alive. Ross said the staff said they stripped the bed and bathed her father, cleaned the room, put new sheets on the bed, put him back in the same room. The next day, he was covered with ants again on his stomach, feeding tube, diaper everywhere. Uh, his daughter said she reached out to the administrator on duty, and they said her father would be moved, and they would check uh, on him every 15 minutes. An hour after being in the new room, he died. I felt very small in the world Saturday when my dad died. Now I'm able to share this story, and my dad matters to someone beyond me and my family. Now the world knows and the world cares that this happened. In a statement, the VA said the bedrooms at the facility have been stripped, cleaned, and inspected for ants. Other measures taken include removal of open containers, food in the open being removed, staff making more room visits, daily pest control, a third-party exterminator visit, and a future visit by a pest specialist from the VA. So, I mean, it's just a knee-jerk reaction. It's a, you know, instead of being proactive, they're being reactive. Um, but, I mean, you hear these 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 nightmare stories all over the country uh, about our VAs, uh, the VA hospitals. You know, they're just not getting the quality care that they deserve. And hopefully that's going to change. Uh, and by this lady telling her story, yes. I mean, it's it's good that she's telling the story and making it public and getting it out there. But uh, we've got to write our congressmen, got to write our government officials and let them know that this is unacceptable. Man, that's horrible. Yeah. So I hate, I hate to bring everybody down with that yeah, one. Yeah, that's a bummer story, dude. Yeah, but it needs to get out there. So, I mean, just like it she does. said, it needs, it needs to be known and people need to know that this does exist and it is a huge problem in our country for our veterans. And uh, only we can, you know, squeaky wheel gets old, so we got to be squeaky about this. So here's a funny one. Let's let's <laughs> let's change our gears here. This is uh, I think this comes from uh, Mark Peck. This is WDHN Dothan, Enterprise woman accused of trying to kill deputy booked in Coffee County. And the funny thing about this is this chick's mugshot. So you guys got to look this one up. It says uh, Coffee County, Alabama, Enterprise woman accused of trying to kill a deputy with a stolen truck, is now back in her home county. And uh, I'm not going to say her name. This chick was booked into the Coffee County Jail today on first-degree theft of property, unlawful breaking and entering, and other charges, adding to the one she earned in Elmore County. Uh, she's a chronic criminal here. This chick was charged there after allegedly dropping off a stolen vehicle from Enterprise and trying to run over a deputy when law enforcement arrived to respond to her 911 call. In response, the deputy fired his service weapon, incapacitating her. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means. Uh, I guess he shot her. And that that's all the story says. But you, you got to look at the picture. <laughs> I mean, she just looks she like She doesn't trouble. look happy to be there. <laughs> she just looks like she's a handful. So, good story. It's funny. Enterprise woman accused of trying to kill deputy booked in Coffee County. You can Google that. I'm sure it'll come up. What about uh, what about you, Brooksy? You got anybody? 
Brooksy dropped off. He just sent me a message. His reception was horrible. Okay. So, so he is gone, unfortunately. So Arkansas doesn't have the best internet. Apparently not. <laughs> Hell, that's a shame. I want to hear more about those knives. We'll get him back <laughs> on at a later date. And oh, by the way, Buck Knives is the official lead quarters for the 2020 SHOT Show. So we will be there again this year. If uh, you lead heads have uh, companies, individuals, products that you want us to to talk about, interview while we're there, shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com. Put uh, 2020 SHOT Show suggestions or something like that in the subject. We'll start making our list. So this is, um, I don't know who sent me this one. I'll, I'll look it up here in a minute. But So this is uh, California. Man named Sexy Vegan charged in sexual assault of his dog after video surfaces online. So this is the guy's really name. I mean, his real name. A 37-year-old man whose legal name is Sexy Vegan pleaded not guilty Friday to two misdemeanor charges stemming from allegations that he sexually assaulted his dog and posted a video of the assault on social media. The West Hollywood resident, who was born Hansel DeBartolo III, is facing a count of sexual assault on animal and a count of posting obscene matter. He faces up to a year in jail if convicted of both charges. Officials did not offer specific details about the video, but said it depicted obscene matter. It is not clear how authorities became aware of the video, which no longer appears to be posted on any of the man's public social media accounts. Well, that's kind of uh, odd that I guess it's... Where do you start? <laughs> yeah, Instagram or Facebook, you know, they don't typically ban that kind of material. They they encourage that, idiots. They'll ban our content of, you know, teaching people how to properly mm-hmm. use firearms and, and it's safe and enjoyable manner, but... You know, stuff like this, they tend to leave that up and for everybody to see. So, Sexy Vegan, uh, if his allegations are true, is on the jack wagon train. <laughs> Just for changing his name to Sexy Vegan. That's ridiculous. Wow. To be fair, his birth name wasn't much better. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this dude's got an IMDb profile. You know what IMDb is? So IMDb oh. is, is like it's like movie database. Yeah, some kind of so you look up an actor or whatever, and it'll tell you all the the movies and TV shows and everything they've done. Or if you look up a movie, it'll tell you everybody who's in the movie and what role they are. Uh, anyway, he's apparently got an IMDb profile. It says he moved from West Hollywood, uh, moved to West Hollywood from Chicago. And this next sentence is my favorite. And legally changed his name to Sexy Vegan? Oh, he, no, no, no. He has his name tattooed on his forehead and chest in blue ink. <laughs> oh, yeah. The profile also describes him as a 2020 presidential candidate, an Instagram sensation, and a singer who released a 28-track album on YouTube called Ending World Suffering the Fun Way. Leadheads, do not go and look him up. Do not go watch his videos. <laughs> Just take my word for it, but don't encourage this guy. Uh, I'm not going to read Damn any. I'm not going to read any more about this this jack wagon. 
I was just about to go to YouTube and look that up. Yeah, don't do it. We don't encourage nope. him. Don't give him any more clicks. Oh wow. man. Wow. All right, so let's uh let's switch gears now. Let's get the train out of here. Unless you guys have any more. You got anybody else? Any more jack wagons? Nope. Okay. Uh, well, no, I, not really. I, I love the one from that I just recently saw today that in New York calling someone an illegal alien in New York City could result in a fine of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. New York has banned the term illegal alien when used with intent to demean, humiliate, or harass a person, the city said. Wow. So, New York is uh, banning freedom of speech. They should probably start burning books that say illegal alien in them. They just should start burning books, period. (laughs) (laughs) That's next, man. That's crazy. Uh, I made a post a couple of days ago. It might have been yesterday. Of Sheepdog Impact Assistance, uh, when they did their tower run, you know they do that every year. Yeah, you know to free, and it's called the Freedom Tower, right? In that tower called uh, Oh, the Freedom Tower. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of ironic, you know. Paul Markle made this comment. He says it's kind of ironic that New York City has a tower called the Freedom Tower, but yet they are suppressing the First Amendment. <laughs> They're making it illegal for you to. Use your First Amendment rights. Now I understand yeah, what he like, now I understand what he meant. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, wow. They they banned trans fats. They banned vaping. They banned every kind of firearm and self defense. Like super free, right? <laughs> yeah, the least free state there is besides California, mm-hmm. New Jersey. Man, I actually had a, a small pocket knife confiscated for me when I was visiting the Empire State Building a couple of years ago. A teeny like lockback folder with wood, you know, it was just a an old school folding pocket knife, and they they gave me crap about it. I, I just put it in the little change disc uh, tray thing when you go through the metal detector, right? And they were like, they were like, "Where are you from, man?" Like I was from, you know, whatever the podunk nowhere because I've got a knife on me. Um, at the time, I was living in San Francisco, but I I said like America. I didn't know I left it. She said Australia. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. Think that's a knife? <laughs> yeah, this is right. a knife. <laughs> I see where you're going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get that jack wagon train out of here and uh, Lead Force One. I hear it on approach. This uh, Air Force One is with you from Omaha, Nebraska. X-ray one six ray final. Air Force One, contact Reno Tower, one one eight point seven. Have a good day. So the pilot of our Lead Force One is the ghost of Charlton Heston, Jeremy. All right. That's awesome. Seems legit. Uh, The ghost of Charlton Heston. All right. So the plane has taxied in. Lead Force One is here. And I'm going to start off with our first hero. Chicago food truck owner killed while saving 15 people during a robbery. Chicago, mind you, another one of these these cities that uh, you know is think, thinks they're making their people safer by all their gun rules and regulations. Probably has the high. I think it has the highest crime rate of any city in the United States. But the story goes on to say, and this is uh, Blue Lives Matter is the website that I'm taking this from. Defense, no Defense Maven, Blue Lives Matter. Derek 
Golston drew his own concealed handgun and confronted the attackers as they were robbing a local barber shop. A Chicago food truck operator with a concealed carry permit was killed while saving at least 15 citizens from two masked gunmen last Saturday night. You know, and unfortunately, these statistics don't ever get calculated on how many people were possibly saved by a person, a good guy with a gun. Um, but anyway, the story goes on. It says, Derek Golston, 43, was selling jerk chicken from his truck on East 112th place when the armed suspects approached him at approximately 7.15 p.m. The suspects uh, brandished a handgun, demanded that he hand over some of his property, and he complied. The attackers then stormed into the nearby Crispy Cuts barber shop. Crispy Cuts. <laughs> That's fly. I like that. Uh, and announced a robbery just before they shot a 51-year-old man inside the business. Police said that at least 15 people were inside the shop at the time. That's when Golston, who was legally carrying his own concealed weapon, raced inside the barbershop to end the gunman's rampage. He engaged in a gunfight with the suspects and was shot in the process. One of the masked intruders later identified as an 18-year-old, and I'm not going to read his name, uh, 18-year-old punk was also shot. The second suspect managed to escape, and the search for him continues. Golston and Smith, the punk, were rushed to Christ Memorial Hospital where they both died within an hour from gunshot wounds to their torsos. The 51-year-old shooting victim was transported to a local hospital with two gunshot wounds to the leg and was listed in stable condition. This is a guy that saw something terrible that was about to happen, intervened, and it's the last thing that he did. Resident Nicholas Seidel told WGN, in my book, he's a hero. It's really hurtful to find out that he actually passed away. Golston leaves behind two young sons, ages five and three. According to the police, Smith, the punk, was, uh, was still wearing a mask and was in possession of zip ties when he was taken to the hospital. They had an intention to go in there, tie everybody up, and rob the place. I hope they catch the guy who got away. I really do. Uh, and then the story goes on. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, Derek Golston uh, is uh, a hero and definitely deserves a seat on Lead Force One. So, Agreed. What about you, Jeremy? Who's your hero? What do you got? Um, yeah, you know, I wonder if that guy was from somewhere else in Illinois. I don't know if you can get a carry permit in Chicago. Um, it says Chicago, he he was, says Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, and that he was legally carrying. Yeah, uh, a Chicago food truck operator with a concealed carry permit. Huh? No kidding. Was, oh, that was like impossible there. Uh, it's it's hard. Cool. Yeah, it's definitely hard. <laughs> well, maybe after um, after this story, they'll rethink. Yeah, you would hope. Because guess um, what? The guy who murdered him and shot the other guy wasn't legally carrying. He didn't care. Right. Nope. Oh, that's terrible. Well, mine is um, pretty silly and I guess lighthearted in comparison. I just it came to mind because it was uh, it's personal. Like it, it, this, this has to do with me and with black collar, and it, it it happened recently. So I was just thinking about it. Okay. Um, gun bunnies and such, right? They get a bad rep on Instagram. Sometimes people give them hard times. Don't take them seriously. 
Uh, there's other guys that have really good reputations for being honest and objective. And now that I'm on the manufacturing side of the industry, like uh, I just I see a different side to it where a lot of these people they expect free stuff. They aren't interested in doing anything or talking about it unless they get free stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, or they can do like an affiliate link, right? They want kickbacks and whatever. Um, and I understand that it's their business, but then they also go on there and they say, hey, like they 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 don't talk about that. They act like they're buying things and doing objective stuff. And then mm -hmm. uh, Leah Speed 6 reached out to us. Who is uh, this? Super popular. Leah Speed? Leah? Um, Leah Speed 6, she has 400,000 okay. followers on there. You know, one of the, the good-looking women who okay. has a bunch of guns and machine guns, and she's on there shooting. Sure. Um, and, you know, she she's super popular on there, but she reached out to us and was like, hey, I, I see the pork sword. It's super cool. I'm really interested in it. Uh, like, tell me about it. It's something I'd like to have on my feed. And I basically said, hey, you know, we're a startup. I don't have a budget to, like, send you a free gun. And, and she got back and was like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I pay for everything. Um, I only put stuff on my feed that I'm personally interested in. I'm not promoting anything. I don't get paid for anything. This is for fun. I just love it. I love guns. She's got an SOT, right? And she, she's got suppressors and machine guns and night vision. And she's just super into it. And, and she said, no, like, I, I want the same thing that everyone else gets, like no special engraving, no nothing. I, I want what all the, what all the people get. I want to pay for it, uh, top to bottom. So we shipped that out to her last week and, and hundred nice. percent legit. And she's at that top of the list that people kind of, uh, I guess, poke fun at or the, you know, the whole gun bunny thing. And, and I just wanted to say she's a hundred percent legit. And I thought that was awesome. And what's her name? Spell it. Leah Speed, so L-E-A-S-P-E-E-D, and then the number six, Leah Speed six. I'm looking her up right now as you're as you're telling me. So Leah, okay, Speed six. Here we go. And you know, it's, all, it's like she'll do the bikini photo, right? She'll do the gun stuff. Um, but she she's a registered nurse. That's her real job. She does this for fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she acts. She knows what she's talking about. Uh, she's cool. She's funny, and uh, she is not a quote unquote like shill. Um, which a mm -hmm. lot of people, that's their attitude towards most of these like influencers, um, and a bunch of them are, but she's not. Yeah. And I had no idea. I, I never really thought one way or the other. Um, I don't have anything against like. Well, guns there's on a these, lot of them. There's a lot of them on here, you know that. that oh yeah. That do do that, and uh, a lot of them that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to firearms, but yet they're you know sitting there posing with them, doing stuff with them. Uh -huh. uh, but there, I mean, that gives people like her a bad name, and uh, apparently, it's not hurting her too bad. I mean, she, like you said, she's got three hundred and forty-four thousand followers, so um, good for her. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I she she's... doesn't go out of her way to try to like fight that. She's just on there doing what she likes to do, and um, well, that's yeah. what you got to do. I mean, the people who know you know you, and the people who don't, you're always going to have you know people judging. So to sure. hell with them, you know. And just for the record, uh, I didn't ask for a a pork sword, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, wink, wink. I, I'm not that way either, so I, I don't do that either. I mean, I reached out to you guys. I saw something yeah. that looked cool as Thanks, shit, man. and I was like, "This would, I think, this would be interesting for our listeners to to hear about." And and we're gonna hear about it, leadheads. Trust me, we're we're getting to it. <laughs> we're building up to it. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, Leah, congratulations to you. And uh, if you listen to the Talking Lead podcast, I'd love to have you on sometime, and we'll we'll talk about it. Registered RN, very nice. So, any any other heroes, Bill? Anybody come to mind? No, I've got nothing, buddy. I'm sorry. No heroes. I mean, this is no. like the third time you've been on that you just got nothing. 
You're fired. <laughs> you said that when we first started today. So give me a break. Yeah, but I didn't record it, so now I'm recording it. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, hey, he knew ahead of time. I, I had to pull that one out of my ass. Right, exactly. <laughs> Bill's Thanks, known Jeremy. for two days. Yeah, definitely. One day. We were talking last night when you uh, oh, whatever. told me about, told me about uh, black collar, and I was like, ooh, that's interesting. So hell yeah, be on with you on this one. All right, so let's get the plane out of here, and we want to we wanna talk black collar arms with Jeremy and get to know Jeremy a little bit better. So, um, Jeremy, tell us about Black Collar Arms. How did this come to be? And uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about the pork sword. <laughs> cool. So, uh, Chris, friend of mine, also in Austin here, he had some ideas for gun parts. Um, I've been on the media side of the industry for like seven years. So, you know, testing everything that's on the market. Uh, I used to design car parts. I had my own brand design and manufactured car parts. Oh, cool. um, worked for a, a major car manufacturer, um, working on their stuff. And, you know, obviously been shooting since I was a kid, loved guns, kind of saw some holes in the market, right? So Chris and I started collaborating and then um, spooled up Black Collar Arms, which uh, we, if you go on Urban Dictionary and you search Black Collar, you'll see that it says uh, someone who's like pro-Second Amendment. So you've got your your blue collar guys, right? You've got your white mm-hmm. collar guys, and then I think like we're all black collar, and and okay. to us that just means that means pro gun. So oh, I uh, did not well, know that. Hope, so what I was like, thinking was black collar was like your special forces kind of, you know, mm-hmm. high speed guys. So it means black collar means just two a supporter. Yeah, the high speed thing is probably cooler, but um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what we were thinking. I, I hope people use it, you know, like, uh, oh, who should I vote for? Well, vote for Jim Smith. He's totally black collar or, or that kind of thing. So okay. um, that's that's where that comes from. Uh, the little shape in our logo, the the A in black collar, uh, that looks like the lapel on like a military jacket. So it's kind of that collar shape. Yeah. Before we go uh, any further, as our listeners are listening to us, uh, give your website so they can go and they can check all this out. Oh, sure. It is blackcollararms.com. There you go. You guys go there on as we're talking about this. Instagram, Facebook, it's Black Collar Arms. Black Collar Arms, okay. Yeah, and then your A in the collar is kind of a collar. There you go. Or lapel. Yeah, is that a lapel? <laughs> yeah, from like a jacket. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a black, exactly. black tie fair jacket. Yeah. I guess, I guess, are you saying it's not a collar, it's a lapel, and we completely screwed everything oh, up? You did. <laughs> <laughs> black lapel is it? gosh dang it that could be your Never. next your next line of uh rifles you call them the lapels mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna have to change our name i think <laughs> it looks like a collar it could be a collar <laughs> just gotta turn your head sideways just make that one side a little bit longer uh to match just make a match in sides and it'll look like a collar uh, no, that ship's sailing. Anywho, it it's a cool logo. <laughs> I'm just busting your chops, dude. I like it. So that's how Black Collar came to be. So a couple of gun guys in, in, enjoy their firearms, uh, had an idea for a product, and you're like, let's start a company. That's yeah, the American exactly. way. Not just one. A um, lot of different ideas. They're all they're all coming. You know, we're sure. we're working on them. We- completed the engineering on a lot of different things. And now it's just a matter of, uh, I mean, frankly, just growing organically, saving up the cash so we can make the next product. We just bootstrapped it ourselves, you know? Um, so it's, it's going well. And as soon as we 
sell enough of these Remington 700 chassis, we're going to move on to the 1022, and we've got a bunch of other completely different things. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about what you're you're making. So you're making chassis. Talk about that. Yeah, so the the Pork Sword chassis is a tiny, super minimalist, um, 7075 aluminum chassis for a Remington 700 footprint action. Um, and our idea there was to make sort of the, the most minimal part necessary to hold the action and then sort of let the customer build it out from there, however they want. So make it super modular and, and basically open source. We didn't want anything proprietary. So normally a, a chassis for a rifle is like this huge thing from the muzzle to the stock and maybe it's all one piece, but everything is like you're fixed into that one manufacturer and it's you know, $1,400 or whatever. Right. So we wanted to have a little Picatinny rail on the back, a Picatinny rail on the front, accept any AR-15 grip, uh, make it affordable. So the chassis is 300 bucks. It's $299.99. Um, have a bunch of different things that bolt onto the front, so different kinds of handguards. Right now we have two lengths of our far end. The far is forward accessory rod far end, and it's just a super minimalist <laughs> kind of M-lock rod that goes out underneath the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, but for guys who want the handguard that wraps around the barrel, like we've got that on the way. Um, and like I said, it's just a Picatinny rail on the front to attach forward accessories. So No, I like it. I love companies it. To, uh, it. And it's really light. That entire chassis with the far end, we've got a stock on the way. It's all it's under two pounds. The chassis is only 13 and a half ounces. So you designed so, the far end. That's, yes. That's your design, your proprietary thing you designed. You made that for your uh, chassis. For- Correct. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so it's um, it's not part of it's it's an add on to it. it. It is an add on. It's forty bucks. Uh, or so there's an eight inch one. There's a twelve inch one. Um, we want we don't want to force the customer into any like particular configuration. So you can get just the bare strip chassis from us. You can get a complete entirely assembled pistol from us too. Um, so wherever you fall in the middle, you can get a build kit. That's kind of everything, but the action, mm-hmm. um, we, we want to bring some of that AR 15 style, build it at home, you know, pick and choose different parts from different companies and, and have a fun project kind of thing to the, the bolt action world. Cause that's never really existed mm-hmm. in the bolt action scene. Um, so that's what we're going for. The barrels we use have a little lock nut on them. So you, you headspace it with a go, no go gauge and you lock that nut down and you're done. It's Nice. really really fast and easy it's way easier than assembling an ar and you can switch calibers um it's it's awesome i mean it's, it's really fun and the calibers that you have right now you have 300 blackout and 308 um remington is that right yep that is the off the shelf ones that we offer um we've done a handful of other calibers we've done 223 uh 6.5 creedmoor 458 socom and, and really it's a it's a remington 700 receiver a short action receiver mm-hmm. so there's probably I don't know, two dozen or more calibers that you could build that in from, from 22 long rifle up to like 300 WSM into um, that, into that, uh, that 700. Yep. Nice. And, uh, these are designed for six and a half to 12 and a half inch barrels. Well, uh, sort of. So yes, we, we are kind of focusing on the pistols right now. Um, but we have a ton of customers who are doing rifle builds. You can, mm-hmm. you can take your old, like dusty Remington 700 from the basement and you can drop it right into the chassis. Oh, sweet. Um, so 
it's a Picatinny rail on the back, so you can bolt a, a SIG stock onto it. You can bolt any of the other, you know, eight or nine stocks that you can attach to a Picatinny rail, mm-hmm. uh, or do a little adapter and then run any AR-15 stock on it. And then we're coming out with our own folding stock really soon here as well. But um, yeah, rifle builds, pistol builds, whatever. It's a it's a super precise aluminum chassis. So really, do whatever the heck you can dream of on top of it. Very These things cool. just look badass. I'm sitting here staring at your website, dude, and these things are just awesome looking. <laughs> cool, thank you. Yeah. So, why well, did you decide to do to do a bolt action pistol? Yeah, that's a a good question. Um, I mean, obviously, we're not the first. The Remingtons had the XP100 in the 70s and such. Um, what we wanted to do was make something really, really handy and compact, small and light, and in the United States, obviously, short-barreled rifles are a whole ordeal that you have to register and pay your tax on. Um, with the advent of the pistol stabilizing brace, like the SP Tactical ones that we uh, suggest and recommend for our chassis, it kind of changed the game. Now you have something that's easier to handle, uh, much more stable, and you can really take precision shots with it. Um, so you kind of you get all the benefits, more or less, of a rifle in terms of how accurate it is and the ballistic potential out of it. But then you also have the compact size of a handgun. Um, And legally, being a handgun has some weird advantages that you might not think of. Uh, There's a few states that have uh, extended hunting seasons or uh, completely separate hunting seasons for handgun hunting. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in most states, you can't have a rifle loaded in your vehicle because of like anti-poaching laws. Uh, But you can have a loaded handgun. Um, So and then obviously, it's not subject to SBR laws. So the ownership is much easier. You can cross state lines with it. You don't have to register it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of states, of course, where it's hard to get a handgun, like Massachusetts and California and Illinois. Um, and this, because it's a bolt action, is is exempt from a lot of those laws that apply just to semi-autos. Um, Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, you know, it's fun to shoot a bolt gun. We, we all own a bunch of semi-autos and, and, and love them. But there is something a little bit more like visceral shooting a bolt action. Um, when it's suppressed, it's way quieter it takes, for this. It takes more um, uh, talent, I guess, for bolt action. You know, it's a little more challenging. So yeah, um, it, it can that. be. And for me, it's just kind of um, it's a little slower, and you've got to concentrate a little bit more on what you're doing. It's less like just blasting around and plinking, and a little more focused. Uh, you definitely burn through less ammo, but I, it's at least as much fun for me. I, I, I really enjoy shooting it. Um, that doesn't mean we won't be doing semi-auto stuff in the future, but okay. the the idea of doing a minimalist and, and super modular chassis just um, really works great with the bolt gun. And actually, like I said, our, our next chassis will be a 1022. So obviously that's Sweet. not a bolt gun. Right. right. Uh, great idea. I mean, this is, like I said, the first time I saw this, I was going through my spam and I saw your, your email here and I was going through and I was looking at this thing. I was like, wow. I mean, this is like the perfect, like minimalist bolt gun right here. Absolutely love it. And when you're using that folding stock, you know, you put the fold or a brace. I'm sorry, it's not a stock. Use the folding brace mm-hmm. uh, option on there. Then, but here's the thing, though, uh, and you brought up a good point. I want to talk about this. Is it's a pistol. It's not a rifle, so you can't use this during rifle season for hunting. Uh, you you can. Um, I don't know of any laws that actually limit it only to rifles. Usually your, your standard hunting season, you can use a firearm of 
whatever caliber. Right. There's a caliber restriction. They don't really specify what. You got to check your local are. state. Um, uh, yeah, you and, want to. Yeah, want to. regulations on that. I think there's some that you know specifically can't mm-hmm. use handguns to hunt with, kind of thing. So, sure. But I mean, if somebody saw this, they're not. <laughs> I could think it was a handgun. Uh, right. Anyway. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of laws like that. They're caliber based or, or they say handgun because they're worried that it won't be powerful right. enough to ethically take an animal. But there's exactly. a lot of yeah. those have exemptions for like Thompson contenders and stuff that are shooting a, a rifle cartridge. Yeah. Um, obviously, for those exemptions, this would fall under that, too. So what's really cool about this is that you guys, uh, you make it, like you said, it's it's kind of a piece together kind of thing. So if you just want the receiver and you go out and get your own stuff, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Or if you just, if you want to get a full one on your site, you can do that and you can build it. You've got a little build your own pork sword, um, configure, yes, which is kind of cool. Talk about that. Talk about the different options that people will have as they're going through and building sure. their own pork sword. <laughs> I love saying <laughs> yeah. pork sword. <laughs> Uh, that's probably why it went into spam with with pork sword right in the subject line. It, it may have, yeah, it, it may have been. Um, in the future, I'd love that configured. It'd be like uh, an automotive one where you change the options and the picture just changes, and you oh, can yeah. see kind of what you're doing. And we're we're sort of close to that, where when you select some of the options, the little thumbnail will change, so you can see what each thing looks like. Right. Um, but basically, you know, you start out with with the chassis and a barreled action. Um, choose your barrel length, choose your cartridge, and then you can go down and choose your foreign length. You can choose what brace you want it. If you want to upgrade the trigger from the factory Remington one, you can do that. Uh, we offer custom Cerakote. There's some engraving options, um, even all the way down to optics and stuff. So there's just these little um, like drop-down things in the configurator, and you can build it out how you want. We get your order, and uh, we assemble it all, test fire it, and uh, ship it off to your FFL. Very cool. And what's the turn time on these right now? Uh, it's it's a month. About a month? Um, yeah, I think it will be shorter than that pretty soon. But as we ramp up, um, I'm doing also a little bit more test firing than we probably will in the future. Like we're accuracy testing every single one and, and putting more rounds to it to make sure that everything is, is great with it um, in the beginning. And then we'll probably wean that off a little bit. Right. But uh, yeah, month, make sure everything's perfect. And that also accounts for for Cerakote, a lot of that stuff is on demand, so that adds a week, and we're trying to build all that fudge factor into there. Which triggers are you using? So we offer, so everything kind of on those configurators, we've chosen what we think is like a best affordable option, and then what is kind of the best option. Mm-hmm. So there, for most of those things, there's at least two choices. So you can do a, a trigger tech primary um, if you want to upgrade the factory one but keep it affordable, mm-hmm. and those are awesome triggers, and they look really good. And then if you want to go with something nutso, um, it's the new Elfman Tactical, the Elf 700 trigger, which is, it looks super cool and it's amazing. It's adjustable from like three ounces all the way up to yeah. five pounds. I've got it's one crisp. for my AR. Yeah, I love those. I love the Elf. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, and they just released the the Remington 700 one um, in the beginning of August. And it's a, it's a great trigger. Nice. So this is, uh, this is something you led has definitely want to check out. Uh, go to their websites, blackcollararms.com. Uh, same thing for the social medias, right? Black Collar Arms. Yeah, that's right. Just, just look those up there. And uh, yeah, just, it's kind of fun to go on there and like build it all out and see what you'd end up with. Yeah. Um, just uh, You said the 
the receivers start at like three ninety nine or something like that? What's a full built? So yeah, the the chassis itself is three hundred bucks. Um, the the least expensive build you can come up with is eight ninety nine. Okay. Um, and I, I think our average is more like sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred, um, because people are adding a lot of stuff, uh, which is sure. cool. You, you can put a bipod on it, all sorts of things. Options um, are good. Options Shit. are good. So talk to this is dollar pistol. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the bipod. Yeah, if you pick or something, you can put a bipod on one of these legally. Is that correct? So that doesn't count yeah. like a, a vertical foregrip. It doesn't count as a vertical forward grip. Actually, I mean, there there is a bipod on the market that is a forward grip, and then the legs shoot out the bottom. Don't use that one. An, an actual bipod like the Magpul ones that we carry are not a vertical forward grip. Okay. Because that, that's something that I've not really thought about before uh, when it comes to the the pistols. And I know you can't do the vertical foregrips, but you can put a, a bipod on there, and that's perfectly legal. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay, good. Nice. No, these are these are uh, these are badass. I absolutely love it. Um, so you're talking about you guys have lots of ideas, you know, things coming, things things that you're working on. What else you got in the works? What's next from Black Collar Arms? Um, that's a good question. Uh, there's some things that we're not quite ready to talk about, but obviously more inlets for different guns for the chassis. Um, our stock option coming out. We're excited about that because it's a it's a skeletonized aluminum folding stock. Uh, and there's a few of those. Like the, the SIG is probably the most common example. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is it's a normal rifle length of pull. Everyone else is doing like a PDW kind of a stock. Uh, so this will have an adjustable cheek rest on it. Uh, adjustable length of pull, it's a little bit longer. So you're at the normal rifle length, not a shorty length. Um, still folds super lightweight um so i think that's going to be a cool option and it it bolts to a picatinny rail right so you can use it on any gun on the market that has a picatinny rail on the back so um that will be available on its own as well after that um we are working on we have our sot now as of a few weeks ago so we will be doing some sot required items suppressor kind of stuff very cool and uh What's the you got a kind of a, a date on that yet? That the stock, the stock about a month. Uh, In about be a the, month. Okay, nice. This month we're going to be shipping the first ones. It will it will just have a fixed mount on it that that hinge. We're tweaking the final design on the hinge, and that'll be delayed a little bit. Um, but yeah, coming very soon. Very nice. So that uh, and you said that that would be for anything that's got a Picatinny rail on the back. You'd be able to exactly. put that on. Very cool. And, and a ton of guns, you know, have a Picatinny rail adapter now available for them. You can get that for the SCAR and for AKs and for CZ Scorpion and even for ARs. And um, the, you know, the SIG MPX and MCX have pick rails on the back. Yeah. Uh, more and more are, are going to that, which I, I think is cool. It's it's super universal, obviously. Yeah. Um, like those Brownells, the new uppers, the BRN 180 uppers. Those are perfect to put on a lower that has a pick rail on the back because it doesn't use the buffer tube. Um, there's no, you know, it doesn't go back out of the receiver. Right. Now it's time for the talking lead back to fight the myths. And this uh, this has to do with the uh, pistol size bolt action rifles. So you want to take this, Jeremy? 
What's what's the fact to fight the myth yeah, you've sure. got on there? Well, definitely when um, our stuff gets reposted somewhere else and we make some very short bolt action pistols, like a six and a half inch 300 blackout and that the 10 inch uh, 308s and it's different, right? We're not used to seeing such short barrels on 308 style cartridges. Right. That's um, a, 308, so a lot yeah. of comments. Yeah. Right. A 10 inch 308. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Um, so that's never really been a thing before. Uh, no one is really used to seeing that. And we get a lot of comments like, well, that's, that's cool looking, but it's obviously worthless. Like, you know, it's a wall hanger. Yeah. Uh, it can't possibly make any decent groups. And, you know, what are you going to shoot it out to like 50 yards and the bullet just falls out of the air and hits the ground? <laughs> um, and like, I understand those comments a hundred percent. The, the funny thing is, um, the ballistics are actually way better than you would think. Um, for instance, from a, from an actual 10 inch dead on, 308 shooting factory federal gold medal 185 grain burgers mm -hmm. um those 185 grain bullets they don't first go subsonic here in texas at low elevation which is worse um until 930 yards and you're good in terms of the the foot pounds of energy that people want for like a white tail size game and hogs and stuff mm -hmm. you're good out to like 450 yards from that thing um and they're accurate. There, there's really there's no correlation whatsoever between barrel length and accuracy. Um, obviously, you do lose velocity. It's actually way less than most people assume you would lose. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're still are seeing, you doing some you know, studies on that? Yeah, the, you know it's out there, but we've done a bunch of chronograph stuff ourselves. There's a little bit of chronograph data on our website on the chassis page, but with, with like with lighter grain weight bullets and 308, you're getting up to 2,500, 2,600 feet per second. Um, those 185 grain burgers, which are awesome, uh, will do 2185, almost 2200 feet per second from a 10 inch barrel, um, um, which is, which is great. And, and those bullets are specifically designed to stay stable through transonic and into subsonic. And yeah, if you want right. to shoot steel at a mile with those, you totally can, they're going to stay accurate. Um, a lot of these guns that we built on the nicer, like the high end actions with good barrels, they're sub half minute guns, and that's that's five rounds at 100 yards. There's just as long as your bullet is stable, and so you have to take into account maybe the the slightly lower velocity. Maybe you need to do a slightly faster twist rate or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but in most cases, you really don't. But there's just there there is no loss whatsoever in accuracy as you go shorter on the barrel. Um, and in some cases, it's actually better because the barrel's way stiffer. Like you make it shorter, it doesn't flex as much. There's not as much harmonics going on while you're shooting. Um, it doesn't walk as much when you get it hot. So, and obviously it's way lighter too. So th there's a lot of advantages to going with a shorter barrel and it just depends so for, what you're doing with so it. So for game hunting, uh, mm -hmm. what distances do you recommend, you know, for the 308, the 300 blackout? I was going to ask. So that. yeah, with, with 300 blackout, the same as always for 300 blackout, that cartridge was designed for a nine inch barrel and, and nine inch is the most common one that we sell. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, for game, a lot of people are hunting deer with subsonic 300 blackout. And there's there's some rounds out there that are decent at it. I don't know necessarily if I'm like 100% comfortable with that. I'd shoot pigs and stuff. I don't know about a deer. Um, mm -hmm. But that's usually a 125-yard kind of a game. Uh, if you go up to supers, it was designed to be effective out to 300 meters. I mean, that's on that's on people, right, is what AAC was kind of targeting that for. Sure, yeah. Um, that's supersonic. You've got basically 300 meters of capability with good ballistics behind it. And, and it's pretty much the same out of the six and a half inch barrel. 
the subs do the same velocity as a nine inch barrel. They don't lose really anything at all. Um, the supersonic ammo, you're like 50 feet per second slower than you are in a nine inch. Not a huge deal. Um, over to th- and, and people aren't really concerned with the short barrels in 300 blackout as much because we're more used to that. On, on the 308 side, where the tradition has been a 24 inch barrel, um, and people who go like 18 inch are kind of pushing the envelope, right? Mm. Uh, the 10 inch is crazy. We do a 12 and a half when we do a 10 and a half. Um, but most of our testing that we were doing was a, a 10 inch even barrel. Um, for, for me personally, I think 450 yards and in is where I'm, I'm going to shoot deer with a hunting style round, like a soft point. Uh, you've still got good ballistics out to at least 400 with a soft point mm-hmm. in terms of foot pounds of energy. Right. But like I said, for, for those guys who are shooting a deer with a subsonic 300 blackout with the, the 308, that's 930 yards when you first get to that subsonic velocity. So you can reach out there and, and you can maintain sub minute accuracy out to that distance. No problem. So do you think um, um, in the competition world, you know, there's some of these, uh, you know, precision shooting uh, competitions that are out there, you know, where they're lugging around these big ass heavy mm-hmm. guns. Do you think we're going to start seeing more of this ty- this style um, rifle? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on on the ranges you're shooting at because, you, you know, you, there are some advantages to getting the bullet way out there quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think if you if you want to be shooting past 1250 yards and, and doing long range stuff, there are reasons to stick with that long barrel. Um, but if you, you're hunting, but with this, but with yours, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, no, it's pretty easy to do a barrel change on this, right? Yeah, um, that's true. You can swap the barrel out in six minutes. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I was just thinking. Or, I was thinking yeah. out loud. <laughs> the the chassis it's, it's just two bolts that hold the action into the chassis so you you drop those two bolts and you can put a different action in it so you could have a pistol build with a pistol brace on it mm-hmm. you could also have like we do we have a 20 inch uh six five creedmoor that's a tack nice. driver it's, that thing shoots like 0.2 inch five shot groups and and we've taken it out to well past a mile and made just super reliable hits with that creedmoor 20 inch which is kind of short for that caliber at a mile um and in, you know, I don't know, three minutes, you could swap the actions and then you could take that pistol brace off. You could put a stock on and you've got a precision rifle and a precision chassis and, and go back and forth with one chassis. What part of Texas are you in? Uh, just outside of Austin. Just outside of Austin. How close are we going to be to Austin, Bill? We are not going to be anywhere close to Austin. <laughs> Damn. We're uh, we're headed to a hog hunt up in uh, mm-hmm. north uh, west, I guess. Dual, Matador. Dual Matador by Childress. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. That'll be fun. I think you'll have pretty good weather, too. Yeah, we've got uh, some Vietnam vets that uh, that are going to be on the hunt with us. So it's going to be a good yeah, awesome. time. Yeah, looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, you know, the, the first animal we shot with a pork sword pistol build was in that part of Texas. Um, and it was an axis deer at 200 yards, like 197 yards. Um, nice. And it was great. I mean, it, if that bullet was one inch in any direction it would have been a worse shot it was perfect dropped didn't so much as twitch um felt really good about that and you know now, are you yards. using silencers gun is, yeah. yeah you're using silencers okay yeah um, I, I definitely like shooting suppressed by adding a silencer on there if you've got a 12 and a half inch it doesn't change mm-hmm. it doesn't change that it's still a pistol right doesn't change the what doesn't change the configuration of the the pistol oh. to a rifle because it makes it longer nope. at that point right yeah that's all right 
Yeah. So they don't consider adding a, uh, a silencer extending the length. That would be only if it uh, was affixed, right? Yeah, so and it, um, I don't think there's any rules that a, a, a handgun has to have a you know certain under a certain barrel length. Like there's definitely a minimum barrel length to call it a rifle. I don't think there's a maximum barrel length to call it a handgun. I could be wrong about that. I, I should I probably think, know, but yeah. I've never seen. Uh, um, and people shoot Thompson contenders with 18 inch barrels and all sorts of stuff on them as pistols. Hmm. Okay. And I don't people know. Make, I'll like, have to, we'll have to look that one up. Lines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure our lead heads are, they're a lot smarter than me. I'm sure one of them will send me a, an email on that. <laughs> Someone's one, so. probably screaming at the, at the radio. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, lefty, um, you just talked about that three months ago. And I probably did. I just, uh, but yeah, the you know putting a suppressor on it wouldn't be considered permanent barrel length, no. Okay. Unless you you know welded it on or whatever. Right. But yeah. unless it was it, uh, it in, is integrally suppressed, you know whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if we were to do something along those lines, which we might, mm-hmm. um, it would hint. it would count as a sixteen inch barrel, so that it would just be one tax stamp. You'd be buying the suppressor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Very good. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. This is awesome. Um, I've seen some other, you know, people, like you said, there's other ones out there, but these are by far <laughs> the, the coolest ones that I have, that I've seen. And I love the, the minimalist approach that you're taking with this. I think you're going to get a lot of preppers, you know, a lot of survivalist type people. Uh, and I think you're going to get some competition shooters once they see the, you know, what they can do with this too. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think once the probably once we start showing rifle builds when our stock is ready, I think that'll happen. Um, it is pretty significantly lighter than most of the chassis that are out there. So, I mean, for some styles of precision shooting, you actually people like put lead in them and make them super heavy. But for other styles where you're you're running around to different stages and stuff, obviously you want to shed weight. And um, the stock is 11 ounces, the chassis is 13, and you can get a really really lightweight setup in this thing. And, f- um, and for your your um you know your stock and hunt guys too, you know mm-hmm. this would definitely lighten yeah, their load. Big deal. Yeah. So we got to do a lightweight build for sure. Get like a titanium action and do a a short ish um, carbon fiber barrel or something, and and show how light you can actually build a complete oh dude uh, pistol. <laughs> that would oh, be that that would be, be awesome. Yeah, that would be yeah. really cool. Love it. Um, and you know. We are, like I said, it's seventy seventy five aluminum. I think we're the only one on the market that's seventy seventy five rather than sixty sixty one. Um, not a huge deal. It doesn't need to be that strong, but it is. It's freakishly strong for how light it is, and that's some of the reason we were able to help make it so light. And um, we're making it here in Texas. It's domestic aluminum, mm-hmm. um, trying to keep the quality up, and it's still it's three hundred bucks. Nice, very good, guys. Check them out. Blackcollararms.com. And that was a good fact to fight the myth, by the way. So, Jeremy, talk about how you came up with the name for, for your your rifle, the Pork Sword. Pork sword. Where did this come from? Well, why do you ask? <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just um, like one of those double entendres, you know? <laughs> it is exactly like that, yep. <laughs> um, well, yeah, We, I mean, Chris and I were talking about it, and talking about, you know, what is this for? And we're in Texas and wild hogs are a huge problem here. They cause tens of millions or a billion dollars of damage every year. And this is kind of in our minds, like a perfect little hog hunting rig 
uh, a truck gun, you know, really it fits in a teeny backpack or whatever. So you can have it and um, suppressed. It's super quiet because it's a bolt gun. Um, so thinking, you know, hog hunting and and kind of pork sword came to mind because it's it's for just slaying pigs, right? You and can I, quickly I, I draw it, it out, right? Exactly. Yeah, I just whip it out, and um, so I said it as a joke. But then we're like, you know, pork sword, like it 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 makes sense for the the hog hunting thing, and then also it's it's funny, and yeah, it's it's a dick joke. It's um, marketable. And, <laughs> There's t-shirts, the patches. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do love that that little flying pig logo with the sword. So my sister made that. I was like, hey, draw up this. I, I want like a wild hog flying through the air with a sword. And that's going to be our pork sword guy. We call him pork sword actual. And um, yeah, a, a dude tattooed that on his leg. Like he got a pork sword actual tattoo. Uh, this really cool guy named that's Eric. Funny. And we hadn't even shipped anything. We were like, you know, showing 3D drawings on our Instagram. And, and he just thought that the logo was so cool. But um, it does do well as t-shirts and stickers. Well, you're losing, uh, you're losing the Muslim dem- demographic, but oh well. <laughs> well yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, also, the, the industry really takes itself really, really seriously. I, and I understand guns to me, I have a lot of guns that, that are just totally for fun. And the reason people build, you know, seven and their ninth AR is because it's really fun to do and shooting is fun. Um, we wanted to make a, a really, really good product, but not also take ourselves seriously. So we are going to have fun with it. It's a little goofy. I want to have a sense of humor. I want to be a little bit lighthearted about it. Um, guns, obviously, you know, are serious. You have to be safe with them. But at the same time, like, it's fun. We enjoy the shooting sports. And I just I, we didn't want to be a company that was just super uptight and serious. So we thought this was a good way to just come out of the gate being like, hey, you know what? It's called the pork sword. It's funny. It's a dick joke. Sorry if you don't like it, but <laughs> we're going to be lighthearted and we're going to have some fun and we're going to make silly jokes and it's, and the product's going to stand on its own no matter what we call it and that that's right. it you know like, yeah well I mean it, it I, I think it's genius I think marketing wise you know it's it's fucking genius so uh, I have no problem with it uh, I'm sure nobody else will that's you know in into guns and firearms in the second they'll get it you know it's one of those they'll get it. So yeah, I mean, I, we we also promised that this was going to be the only like penis themed uh, product name or, or joke. So the the ten twenty two chassis, we're going to call that the eleven twenty two, as in like turn your ten twenty two up to eleven. Yeah. Um, little spinal tap joke there, and then Sweet. the the Howard chassis. We're we're still kicking around names for the Howard chassis. We we haven't hit it. I, I want to call it like how about that chassis, but um, that's too long. So <laughs> I don't know. If you have suggestions, let me know. <laughs> Call it the Waka, the Waka chassis. Waka Waka Waka. Fozzie Bear from the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Waka Waka Waka. <laughs> I mean, you might get into some <laughs> trademark infringement or something there. So there, there is a suppressor on the way, um, and the the name of that right now is is just horrifying. But we'll see if that makes it to market or not. <laughs> it is not a dick joke though. So okay, all right. Can't wait to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll you'll be shocked. <laughs> well, very cool, man. Uh, this has been great. Appreciate you taking the time, especially with the short notice, uh, to come on and and talk about the pork sword and and black collar arms and where you guys are headed. I think you're, uh, I think you're going to be successful. I think you got definitely you got a winner on your hands with uh, with your initial you know kickoff into the firearms industry. And I can't cool. wait to see where you guys head from here. And uh, just remember, Talking Lady is the show for exclusives. So 
as you come out with new things, get in touch with me and we'll inform the leadheads and get the word out. Oh man, no, I, I did not know that. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yes. The, the show for Okay. Well, I mean, I, I basically said we're working on an integrally suppressed barrel that's going to be really freaking cool. Yes. Um, we, have it, we have not mentioned that anywhere else. That That is that is exclusive. So There you go. There you go, Leadheads. <laughs> there you go. He's already, we're already breaking him in, making him a custom. But you Leadheads, awesome. go, go show them some love. Go to their Instagram, go to their Facebook, go to their website. Let them know that you're a Leadhead and uh, mm. like their stuff, follow them. Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll give you a little discount or something. For, for yeah, should we? Day. We should do like a, a coupon code for a chassis or something. Well, let's do that. Um, yeah, sure we could. I, 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 <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, it should probably what like Leadhead or something, right? That is per. That is what we use. How did you? Have you listened to the show before? <laughs> Are you a Leadhead? Uh, you know, I, I have, but it's been a while. I just I, I haven't done podcasts. I, I should. I should dive back into it for when I'm driving so, around. So, so yeah, if you'd like to set up a discount code, I know the Leadheads would appreciate it, and uh, they'll take advantage of it. So, uh, yeah, for sure. How long do I have? Like, when, when does this air that we're recording right now? So this is gonna uh, it's gonna go out tomorrow sometime. Okay, cool. Because yeah. probably no one believes us, but that, that's like you didn't mention this ahead of time. I. I hadn't considered that ahead of time so i gotta go like make the coupon code and stuff and figure out how much to do <laughs> yeah but, so um, it'll be a surprise yeah, we'll, amount we'll we don't do know what it is we'll as it. you're listening to this but it, this is going to be it'd be a nice lead head discount for you for you listeners. yeah and it, it will we'll just do we'll do lead head one word all lowercase lead head I'll, I'll plug that into the system uh tonight and yeah cool that's awesome very cool thank you for doing that i know I, the, the lead heads yeah really appreciate i appreciate that you too. having me on so uh, it's time for a giveaway. Let's do a giveaway. I told you that we're going to do the uh, the seventy five dollar uh, gift card. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to win that. So we're going to start that right now. And I did a video a few years back, and I'll tell you the I'll tell you the date. It was 2014, and I'm not going to tell you which which video it is. But you got to go back. I was shooting two different Glocks, and I want you to tell me the two Glocks I was shooting. And which one I broke. So on that video, that's where you're going to comment. So once you find the video, you put your comments there, put your answers, put hashtag TL300 after you answer it. And I was going to try to tie you into this somehow because they can't really tag you on a, on a YouTube video. And then also put hashtag... You have a YouTube channel. Yeah, I got a YouTube channel. Can you tag people when they leave comments? Does that? Uh, I don't know. Can you track? Sometimes. I don't know. I was gonna say do hashtag pork sword also. <laughs> on the there you go on the on the video. Just um, whatever you don't don't Google pork sword and do like an images search. Just just <laughs> just, don't just do stick it. with black collar arms. Yes, black collar arms. Um, but yeah, go find that video. Tell me which two Glocks. Um, and it was me and Zeke. It was back when Zeke was was with me. We did a video, and it was during Shot Show. Uh, it's 2014. Tell me which two Glocks, and tell me which one that I broke. I didn't break it in the video. Uh, it was during a, a a visit that we had at Glocks manufacturing facility that I broke it <laughs> during the interview. So, um, and the winner is going to get the Glock 75 dollar 
uh, gift code. Uh, and I will announce that, I guess, the next couple of shows. I'll give you a couple of, a couple of episodes because people typically are behind on their podcast, Jeremy, you know, a couple of episodes behind. So I always like to give a little sure. bit of leeway f- for our listeners. So in the next couple of episodes, we'll pick a winner for that. Uh, and then we still have the X-Steel Targets uh, Steel Gong that we're going to give away. And, of course, the Keltec CP33. Uh, we're going to get Chad on here, and we're going to tell you uh, what cool, fun thing that you're going to have to do to win that. Nice. Those are cool. I have one here right now. Um, you got CP33? Be tactical brace on it. Yeah, I put a, a CGS siren suppressor on it that, like, it weighs as much as like a. a oh no! Sharpie, I saw your picture. You got oh, a picture so cool. of that on Instagram. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that is a fun gun. That's crazy. Absolutely love that. Yeah, and then they've got their new uh, twenty-two, the P seventeen, the compact twenty-two uh-huh. that they just came out with. Just released that. So you guys make sure you go show Keltec some love. Uh, Keltec weapons. Uh, they're on Instagram. They're on Facebook, and uh, let them know that you're leadhead. Definitely. And then we've got our other discount codes set up. I'm going to give those out real quick so you don't forget about those. Uh, for Modern Spartan Systems, it's TLCP15. You get 15% off, and they're going to donate 15% to Camp Patriot. First Tactical hits you guys with the 25% discount code during FLEOA's uh, conference, and it's just FLEOA, F-L-E-O-A, and they decided to let you lead heads in on that discount. This is exclusive to FLEOA members and Talking Lead members. And Jeremy, just so you know, I don't advertise these discount codes. People have to listen to the show to get these codes. So if they're not listening, they're not benefiting. I don't put them on Instagram. I don't put them on Facebook. I don't uh-huh. send a mass email out. Uh, this is only f- to um, to reward our listeners. They're sure. gonna get. Yeah, that makes sense. I like how the the first thing was like a scavenger hunt. That's kind of cool. That that's fun. Yeah. So the first tactical uh, is twenty five percent off, uh, and then they're gonna donate ten percent, an additional ten percent to Flioa. So that's, that's awesome. yeah. That's and they've got a a lot of stuff on their website. I just uh, did a little shopping spree myself. Got some stuff coming in for that hunt that we're gonna go on, Bill. Uh, they're gonna use use on the hunt. Uh, check them out. First Tactical. They got knives, flashlights, boots, shirts, pants, uh, all kinds of stuff. And then um, medicine in bad places. Last episode. Code Talking Lead. You're going to get twenty percent off any of their products. Uh, and then, of course, remember that IFAC. If you use, if you buy their IFAC and you use anything in their IFAC, they replace it at no additional cost to you. And then 15% off their training courses they have. Use Talking Lead 15. And that's going to get you 15% off any of their training courses. You go to their website, Medicine in Bad Places, and get their schedule there. ASP USA, the, uh, their flashlights. You know, I've been testing out the dual fuel flashlights. And I've uh, been really liking their, uh, their dual fuel line of flashlights. LED 20, L-E-A-D 20, gets you 20% off any of their flashlights or flashlight accessories. So take advantage of these discount codes. Like I told you last episode, use them or we're going to lose them. you got to go show these people some love. got to show our, our sponsors, our friends of the show, love. 
and they'll continue to hook you guys up with these awesome discounts. And, you know, I'm not charging you guys. This is free. This is all free. We got no Patreon account. I'm not asking for money from you guys or anything. So it don't cost you a dime. It's just all free stuff. Same thing with these giveaways. So there you go. Uh, Bill and I are going to be going on a hunting trip, like I said, uh, next week. So Welcome today. We may, we may have an interruption in in the podcast, but we'll be coming back with more. I may be able to get one more out. Uh, coming up, Clint Emerson. You guys know who Clint Emerson is? Oh, I'm holding this book up, and I don't have my camera on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like Emerson Knives? Or is this yeah, that's what Emerson? I thought. No, Clint Emerson, uh, he is a former Navy SEAL, and he's coming out with a new book. It's called The Right Kind of Crazy, and we're going to have Clint on toward the end of the month. My Life as a Navy SEAL, Covert Operative, and Boy Scout from Hell. I was lucky enough to get an advanced reader's edition, so it's not released until uh, mid this month, mid-November. Uh, actually, it's November. It's not till next month. So, um, 11, 12, 19, is, I think, is the release date. So, I'm in the process of reading this book right now, and so far, so good. Uh, it's from the same publisher that brought us Jack Carr, when we did our interview with Jack Carr, The Terminal List, and True Believer. Uh, I finally got those books too, so I've got a lot of reading that I got to do. Uh, I asked for books, you know, the audio version. <laughs> they don't have those yet, which would work perfect for me with all the traveling and stuff. You know, you could just sit there, plug in, you know, like listening to podcast. It's perfect for that. But that's an interview I'm excited about uh, with Clint em- uh, Clint Emerson. I can't tell you anything about the book yet. I'm I'm under an NDA, so I can't say anything about what's in the book. But it's pretty good so far. And this is a uh, this isn't like Jack Carr. Jack Carr is like a fictional. You know, he does a fictional character. This is uh, Clint's real life stories and stuff. It's gonna be interesting. So there you go, guys. That does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Make sure you go and support those that support the the show. Modern Spartan Systems, Caltech Weapons. ASP, First Tactical, uh, Mission First Tactical. Uh, we got some stuff coming from them. Uh, you guys are going to really want to pay attention when we get Dave on. They've got some new products that uh, we're going to do some giveaways with. You guys are going to love that. A big thanks to Dewey Defense for the, the Silencer. 1776 United, get all your talking about swag there, your t-shirts, your patches. Uh, and then you're going to go to Dipstick Hydrographics to get the... Talking Letty, better than the Yeti. The evil black assault mug, the Talking <laughs> Letty. Nice. Better than a Yeti, keep your drinks minutes colder. Don't be a snowflake, get your Letty. Go to Dipstick Hydrographics to get those. We've got a, a full line of new colors. We've got red and green and blue and silver and, of course, the, the evil black. We're coming up with names for all those. But you can go there, and then there's a couple of different sizes. If you didn't help name anything, just let us know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and Rats Tourniquets. Big thanks to Rats Tourniquets for putting up the uh, the tourniquets for you leadheads, the giveaways there. 
So, uh, in the meantime, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, your favorite podcasting app. Give us a big thumbs up, a like. Give us some feedback. That helps us in the rankings. And if you're on the Firearms Radio Network listening to us, go directly to Talking Lead, uh, our feed, and you're going to get the show typically you know, three days, four days sooner than uh, when I release it on the Firearms Radio Network. So you get a jump on these uh, these contests that we're doing and giveaways and, and discounts. Uh, but until then, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your black collar arms, pork sword, even closer. Fish firearms, but not up your butt. <laughs> oh. keep, keep it out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs>